Welcome everyone to the Creativity Cocktail. Today is awesome. We got a fantastic doubleheader with the amazing Diane Nix. Diane, thank you for joining us in the Creativity Cocktail today. It is so awesome to have you with us. Say hello to everyone. Hello. I'm so excited to be here with you today. <laughs> that is awesome. Diane and I are part of an organization where the mantra and the mandate is to pay it forward. And so when I was talking to Diane about what we do on a creative, here on a Creativity Cocktail and that we're really a podcast focused on anyone who's creative and anyone, which is mostly all human beings on the planet Earth, well, everyone who's creative and how we can make sure that they're using their creativity to their best. And I started to talk to Diane about what she does and how what she does can help us fuel our creativity and make sure our mind and our wellness is where it needs to be. And I was like, Diane, I got to have you on. <laughs> and she so graciously has joined us and decided to join us. Uh, in all of these conversations, I always have to ask um, about how people are dealing with uh, the pandemic. There will come a day in the future where I won't ask that, um, but right now it is. And so, Diane, so glad to have you on the podcast. Hope everything is going well. And I hope you are able to get through our pandemic time here as effectively as possible. Thank you so much for, I'm really honored to be here with you, Winston. It's just uh, such an honor to share and and to talk about um, wellness, but how it has such a big impact on creativity. And I really, um, if I'm thinking about the pandemic and how I've, what's been going on in my world, um, it's it's a lot. I mean, you think about during these times, um, I've actually adopted better habits. Yes. You know, I think all of us have adopted some better habits in terms of uh, washing our hands more frequently, um, maybe getting some more restful sleep, things like that. But the reality is, um, you know, there's just it's so difficult when we have family members who are in the hospital. My mom got COVID. She's 93 years old. Ooh. Now, thank goodness, she uh, didn't really have any symptoms. So I was really lucky and God blessed us um, that she's actually, yes, this week, uh, just got her first vaccine. Oh, wow. So, um, you know, I'm really uh, excited about that. My father-in-law was in the hospital too. And I've heard so many people that have lost their family members and, you know, it's just um, such a tough time, but it's also a time when we can really try to, improve our mindset yes. and 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 um, really help us so that we can get those creative juices flowing. That's right. I tell you, the, the pandemic has been extremely challenging for many people. Right now, as we speak, my good friend of mine, who we're both in the same men's group at my church, he is laying to rest his dad um, from uh, COVID. Three weeks earlier, he laid to rest his brother from COVID. Um, so he is going through it and, and he, he actually inspires people by going to the hospital. He's a chaplain at hospitals and helping people who go or are going through this difficult time. And it's so challenging for so many of us. The person we had on our podcast most recently, she had COVID. My own brother has had COVID. It's just, to me, it seems like, I don't want to say everyone, but it seems like by the time it's over, all of us will have known several, many people who have been impacted by it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. 
so glad to have you here. Uh, I hope your mom um, recovers well. I, I, I've heard that it, um, men have more of a challenge with COVID than women, so I hope that she continues to do well. You said something in there when we were talking, when you were mentioned talking about wellness, that I want to help to kick off our conversation. And you were talking about how people have more healthy uh, habits, and this will link to who you are. And one of the things you said that I've adopted, and hopefully you can talk more about it, and I think you've talked about this to other people, is basic stuff like drinking more water. Mm-hmm. You know, so, Absolutely. So, so talk about that, because that's a thing. I, I used to resist it, and now it's a thing that I really, really love. I drink my two bottles of my thing here. I think it's a gallon a day. Of it. Oh, good. So, so tell good. us about that. Well, we don't realize, but our bodies lose like 96 ounces of water a day. That's a lot. So we recommend that people drink at least 64 ounces. That's eight, eight ounce glasses of water a day. And, or even one half of your body weight in ounces of water is what you really need to replenish your, your supply. Um, not only is it important for all of your organs that you're continuously um, you know, keeping your body hydrated, but it's also important for even you know, weight loss. You can actually lose weight by making sure you get your water in. I mean, I always carry my water bottle with me wherever I go. Um, you know, I've got, I've got to have my water here. I got to get mine too. I got to keep talking. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it has such good benefits for you and not only helps your skin, um, especially during these times. And when you're especially active, if you're walking, if you're running, doing a lot of exercise, you even need your extra water. Good for right. you. <laughs> Yay. I love it. I, I tell you, um, I've shared with many people that I was, I've, I've been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and the habit of drinking water over the last few months that I've started to really do that. It's all of the effects that you mentioned are, are, are real. And I, I feel those all the time, especially the ones around my skin and all that stuff. Um, but my actual MS symptoms aren't as prevalent as the times where I'm not following that, where I'm, when I'm not drinking my sure. gallons, my gallon a day. And I can feel it. My, my little pain that I have in my shoulder is more mm -hmm. pronounced on those days when I don't have it. And so mm. water is an amazing thing. Tell us a little bit about you as a wellness coach and how you got involved in that. Okay. Um, well, it's a, a little long story, but I'll try to shorten it up. Uh, so I, back actually in 1980s, when I was starting my uh, HR corporate career, and I did my first mission statement. And in that, I wrote, um, it was a Stephen Covey mission statement. I knew that my passion was about developing people. And that meant developing business leaders, um, the HR team, the employees, um, the, the organization for the future. And in 2018, I was laid off. I was in job search for over a year. And I heard this voice. God came to me and said, it's time for you to pivot how you help other people. And so I started looking around and looking at the world 
and that 72% of the population is either obese or overweight, that over 69% of workers are stressed about their finances, and over half of those people are living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And then during COVID, you know, this last year, so many people feeling isolated that there's this need. And so I joined a company and our mission is to help the world get healthier, one healthy habit at a time. So that's healthy mind, healthy body and healthy finances. Wow. And, you know, I, I meet people where they're at and where they're hurting to partner with them in a proven program that's simple and it works. I, I get a sense from from what you shared there. All those stats you said are very alarming, mm -hmm. but they're also very um, real. Um, and the one that they all stood out to me, but one that stood out to me the most is when you started to talk about the the isolationism that we are all feeling. Um, mm -hmm. One of the things that we as human beings love probably the most is spending time with other human beings. And this scenario here, this is just my opinion. I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, I'm not trained in this, but I would say that my opinion is that we're going through a psychological trauma. Mm -hmm. we, we just all are collectively together. Mm -hmm. And so I am so glad that we're having like conversations like this. It's not the same as if we were in a room doing it, but it's mm -hmm. close. It's better than being isolated. There's a reason why mm -hmm. they put prisoners in solitary confinement. Mm -hmm. there, there is no yeah. doubt about that. I mean, you think of even of the, the homeschooling and the kids not being able to play with their other friends and not being able to. I mean, it's everywhere. It's every age, every part of our um, world. Yeah, that makes me think I have a, a niece that's four years old. And can you think about when we were four years old and how many people we were playing with and all the stuff that we were doing? And half of her pre-K life has been in isolation. Uh, wow. I, that, I don't know what that affects or what the, the compounding, cascading effects. But I do know that your brain <coughs> does a lot of development when you're at that age, between you know four or six years old. There's a lot of wiring going on in, in mm -hmm. And her and all of the other kids, um, I just worry about them. Not just them, but us. Like you and I, we've been used to yeah. going. We've used to going to stadiums and to mm -hmm. concerts mm -hmm. and to movie theaters. We're used to doing all of that. And for us to not do it, we are going through a solitary isolationism. So, what are some things that people can do to help themselves with their mental and physical well-being these days? Okay. Well, uh, let me start with physical health and uh, I mean, uh, mental health, I think, because that's so important, especially when you're talking about creativity and how that can help us really get to a place where we're more creative and, and letting those creative juices flowing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's four main areas that I want to cover and um, the, they're actually I'll, I'll cover them in a little bit more detail. But to start with their structure and focus. They are priority management, uh, guilt-free playtime, and giving yourself grace. So we're going to start with structure and focus just for a minute. And if you think about 
Research tells us that there are two main things that give us the most stress and the most anxiety in our life. And those are um, things like the first one is having too many things to do and no set time to do it. So what ends up happening is uh, we, we tend to just keep those 600,000 thoughts that are swirling around in our head just over and over and over until we can write it down. So structure is actually just putting it on a list, putting it in your calendar, and then that thought is not continuing to swirl in your mind. Can I add so that, I was just going to um, I was going to give myself a shameless plug. Um, I've started a program called Time Buster Tools, which there are mm -hmm. videos associated with that. And I walk people through how to do that because I have been doing this for 20 some odd years. And people always say to me, Winston, how do you get all of that done? And you got to have a system that does it. Um, and technology, for example, in 2021, there are so many ways to actually be able to get yourself help to do it. When you and I started to do it, it was all pad and pen on a piece of paper or a notebook. That was all. That was the only way to get ourselves organized. Now these days, you can talk yourself into prioritization and structure. Mm -hmm. and tell your smart speaker, hey, I want to do this every Wednesday at X hour. And it'll do that for you. Um, so Time Buster Tools, Winston Shameless Plug. Please check it out on YouTube and, and, and um, podcasts, etc. Go ahead, Diane. Please. Absolutely. Please. I love it, Winston. I think that's great. Tom Buster tools are, are the best. Yes. And I, I hope everybody uh, takes a minute to actually go out and check it out because yes. it is yes. great. I love it. Love it. Love it. And the, the second thing that causes a lot of stress is that um, we're, we get distracted really easily. I mean, think about it. You know, you hear a ping. Oh, oh, that's my phone. I got to go. I got to check it. Well, every time you get away from what you were working toward or multitasking, which we think we're really good at, you're actually it takes you 15 minutes to get back to that original level of focus. And that is so difficult. You know, if we're if we're really focused and we have what we call maybe power sessions or focus sessions where if I'm going to do this creative project, I really want to do it, turn all my notifications off and make sure I'm fully present and I'm not getting distracted. That's awesome. And you know, I, I was just going to say, I wrote an article recently called notification or not to notification, like a playoff of to be or not to be. <laughs> and, 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 I I shared, and I shared with people like, hey, notifications are a killer in your time. You cannot be effective if your phone or your devices are pinging you all day. I love technology, but the te but I need to own the technology, not the technology own me. It can't be telling me what's going to happen in time that things are going to happen. I cannot have that going on at all. And it was interesting because when I put it out, they actually put a post of it on Instagram, which I'm not great at at all. And I got a lot of response on, hey, people, I was talking to Lisa, hey, I did that because I didn't know it was such a time suck to sit there and look at notifications all day long. You can't be present in a conversation like this if your mm -hmm. phone keeps pinging. You Absolutely. Just, you just can't. Yeah. So that was yeah. number two. I, I, yeah, that's I keep interrupting because this is awesome, Diane. I didn't know, I, I had no sense that we were going to go this way, but this is phenomenal. I hope people are really getting something out of it. So I thank you for all this you're sharing with us. 
Oh, certainly, certainly. And that focus is a muscle. So you got to build on it. Like you said, you know, you've got to work at it and start, start small, but, but, but build it up. Even if you do, you know, one power session a day and build the three a day, you know, Hey, that's a muscle and you're building it. That's right. Yeah. And the second one is actually priority management. And I like to look at that in terms of it's well, instead of time management, but priorities, what are the priorities that you have in your life? Uh, for example, my priorities tend to be around first faith, things like prayer, meditation, uh, helping others, volunteering, mentoring, self-care is number two, exercise, doctor's appointments, eating healthy. Three is family, like our my family and friends. Four is work or those um, creative projects I have, the planning time, the major assignments that I want to accomplish. Now, realistically, I don't spend 40 hours in faith, uh, 30 hours in, um, you know, um, self-care, uh, you know, like that. It's probably just the opposite. It's really. Yeah. But if you ask yourself, look at your schedule and say, okay, how, how does my schedule, does it reflect what my priorities are? And you need to really focus on structuring your life around what matters most. Yeah, I would say that those things are key. For example, I have a time on my calendar and a ping um, that tells me this is my early morning time for me to get into scripture. Uh, and then I have another time that will say this is the time for me to journal, which is an important thing for me. Mm -hmm. um, then another time where it'll ping and say, this is time for me to exercise. And, and then there's, there'll be another ping that says, this is time for me to call my family member. You know, and every single one of them, I've been known throughout my family as a person, like people know when I'm a caller. Aww. Like some people know that, hey, this is my day where I get the call from Winston. I because, love that. Because they are important to me. Mm -hmm. They are as, if not much more important than the stuff I got to do for my day work or my mm -hmm. night work or my creative work. I've got to make sure the things that things that are important are the first things. I used to go through this value conversation, which is going back to like Steve, Stephen Covey's days mm -hmm. about what those things are valuable to me. And mm -hmm. every time I would go through that with my team, it, it always landed on things like family at the top of it. So... If it is, then what do you do for that? What is your master task goal in Stephen Covey language associated with your family? And I would tell you a lot of times people didn't have one or they, mm. or they didn't have one with their health. Like they had mm. this, like have this money goal or some other goal. And I was like, well, how do you get anything done? How are you gonna get anything done if your health goes in the other direction? Yeah. If you're not healthy, you're going to stop what you're doing and take care of your health. <laughs> so, uh -huh. You're not going to yeah. be able to help those around you. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. So putting first things first and those big rocks That's into right. your schedule, just like you said. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. You're, boy, you, you've got it going, Winston. <laughs> I love it. So, now how about this one? Keep going. The third one is guilt free playtime. Oh, yes. This is my favorite. Okay. <laughs> no, keep <Yeah>. going. <laughs> okay. Because awesome. guilt-free playtime. If you think about, you know, just 
um, how much more productive are you? Is it before a vacation or after a vacation? In a lot of cases, you'll get a lot more done right before a vacation because you just don't want to worry about it. Um, you want to make sure your mind is there, but you've got something good to look at. You've got something that you're looking forward to. So let's say you had this power session and you're thinking, oh, but, but my reward is going to be, I'm going to go get me a, a cup of hot tea. I'm going to sit down and just meditate for 10 minutes and I'm going to um, relax. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And I'm going to make sure I get focused and get this thing done. So I know there's a reward there afterwards. What's, what's, your, but, guilty, what's your guilty for you then? What's your thing? Well, it is um, watching something funny. So like some good news or um, a, something that makes me laugh okay. is, is something I enjoy. Fishing. I love to oh. fish. So that's another hobby that I enjoy. Exercise. I enjoy exercise. It makes me feel better. And, um, you know, I want to make sure I spend time doing that. But, you know, like even a cup of tea sometime in the afternoon, I'll say, okay, if I can get this done now, then I'll have enough time to just go relax and, and, and rest for a little bit. Take a break. That is, that is cool. That's one I always want. I've heard it's so common, fishing that I've never been, and maybe it's because I grew up in a city, in, in New York City, and I just like fishing where. But, but I, I always <laughs> say to myself, like, that that would be something that I would love. When I was young, we did a fishing trip out on the south shore of Long Island that was not fishing because we were all in a big, giant boat with, like, 50 people oh. around a boat trying to put a little pole out. I was like, I don't think this is what fishing is. I don't think, that, I don't think that's what they mean by fishing. So, so. But it is. It is. I, 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 always, I always get the sense of, like, somebody out in their boat, and they're, just, they're there with their thoughts, and they got their pole out, and they were just waiting for it, and that can take hours and hours. Like, I have, have a friend that one time I went out with him to do hunting out in, in Kansas and he has this big property and in the back of his property is hunting. So we went out and we put on all of the, the attire that you need to do hunting. And we got, went up, got up, got up in the post or in the tree, which that's a whole story in of itself to get <laughs> And then we sat in there for maybe, I would say six hours or so. And he was so silent. He didn't move a bit, Diane. And the, the, the whole time I was thinking to myself, Man, do I have to use the bathroom? <laughs> the whole time that was happening. <laughs> but, uh, and you're up in a tree on top of that. <laughs> that right. We didn't get anything because nothing came across the, the oh. view for him to shoot at. But I, I just love what you what you what you said about that. That is great stuff. <laughs> yeah, but when you can get that that guilt-free playtime and you get that rest and relaxation. That's really when your creative thoughts can really flourish. So building that in to make sure you have that time to just, you know, be more creative is is so important. And there's a way to connect the two. So, for example, when it's warm enough, I go and walk by a trail near my my home. Mm -hmm. To your to what you just said, 100% of the time when I'm walking, I get a new idea about something, whether it's a new story a new podcast, a new business idea, it's 100% of the time it's going to happen. So in the past, I would just let it go and say, well, it'll come back to me later. But now I use a smart speaker to capture it is. 
I don't care if people to see me talking to myself. They don't know if I'm talking to myself. I'll just say, hey, smart speaker, capture an ideal about this. So I'm being productive at the same time I'm having my guilty pleasure at the same time. I love it. That's so great. Yeah. You're capturing your thoughts as you go. That's I love right. it. <laughs> Good for you. Gosh. <laughs> and then the last one is actually giving yourself grace. We don't realize, but we think it's selfish if we take care of ourselves first. But the reality is, if we really are there for our family and those who need us, we need to take care of ourselves and we need to give ourselves grace. If we're overtired or if we're depressed or if we're not feeling good, we're not really there to help those that we love. So we have to take care of ourselves like we are that golden goose that lays the golden eggs. Right. That's exactly right. You know, um, I recently wrote something about investment because one of the things I love to do most in life is to do public speaking. If I could do that all day long, that, that's just the best job in the world. But I invested in myself. I said, all right, there's a Toastmasters group part of my day gig in, in Michigan. We're all remote. So why not just join that and have a blast? And every single time I'm on it, I'm doing my talking and going on. I said, I should invest in myself because if I'm going to be a public speaker, which I am, and I'm going to continue to be awesome at it, I got to continue to hone my craft. Um, and back to your point about investing, and that comes with exercise and eating right. Um, I shared with you that I haven't had anything to consume. I, I've changed my diet quite a bit since six months. Um, mm -hmm. I, used to, I haven't had any alcoholic beverages, that kind of thing. I, I did want to ask you a question mm -hmm. that um, I think you've answered this, um, and I think I've heard somewhere else. When we get older, right, when we get into our 40s and 50s, why is it harder for us to lose weight? I exercise five times, seven times a week now. And for me to lose weight and for my son, who's 22, to lose weight, all he got to do is work out twice a week and he's good. <laughs> he's like, and he like, probably eats like a horse. Too. He eats twice as much as I do. And he's just like going around <laughs> doing his thing. And if I eat anything that looks like sugar, I got two pounds. And so why, why is why is it so difficult for us when we get older? What happens? Oh, well, actually... Between the ages of 20 and 40, we lose one pound of muscle every year. Now, that one pound of muscle equates to 70 calories per day. So if you think about from the age, if you ate the same thing at 20 that you ate at 40, there's 1,400 calories per day that you're not expending. So that leads to fat accumulation. And if you think about it, from age 40 to age 80, we lose about another 40% muscle mass. So that's less calories that we need to be eating even. So portion size is real important as you get older. You know, make sure you are um, eating less um, because, you know, we can't outrun the fork unless you're a major athlete. Yeah, you can outrun the fork because you're really working hard. But, um, yeah. You can't outrun the fork. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you trademark that or whatever, but you, just, but, but you should. Because <laughs> that is, a, that is a, a key thing there. Um, you know, I think I knew that intuitively. So when I turned 40, which was some time ago, I started to pick up what I used to do when I was younger, and that was a lot of weightlifting. Um, mm. But as time has gone on, 
I realized that I need to still do it, but I can't do it in those sessions that I used to do when I was even 40 years old, where I would go uh-huh. spend two hours at the gym doing that. And, you know, that in combination with my, um, my condition, I think would be too much for me. But I still have uh-huh. to do it. And I did not know what you just stated between 50 and 80, that it continues to deteriorate even further. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. So if we can't go to the gym and do a normal exercise, like swim or go to the YMCA, you know, we're all hampered. A lot of people are, people are sedentary these days with the mm-hmm. coronavirus. What are some other things that people can do that we can do to keep ourselves active? Okay, that's a great question, Winston. And it's what we call uh, NEAT, or non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And that's just a big word that means how you can expend energy. Yeah. But you can do these activities just in your day-to-day living. And they're what we call the six S's of success. But those six S's actually can help you expend another 100 to 200 calories per day. So they're simple things like the first one is really um, just stance. You know, if you're in your chair sitting and if you're sitting up straight, sucking in your core, you can expend more energy than if you're slouching and just letting it all hang out. Let me try it. Let me try it. (laughs) It's not as easy as you think, especially the core. (laughs) And then the other one, the second one is... um, standing. So you may not realize right now, but I'm standing up. It gives me more energy. I'm weight bearing. I'm actually burning more calories than if I was sitting in my chair. Do you have like one of those standing desks? Is that what you've got there in front of you? Uh, yeah, I have my um, laptop raised right now, right? So that I'm, you know, it's above here, um, but then I can, you know, move my desk down so I, where I'm sitting. Oh. But I, I do like to stand up. It gives me that extra energy, and, and I'm burning some more calories, too. So that's always helpful. The, the third one is strolling, getting in your 10,000 steps. If you don't walk at all, you just want to work up to that. But um, the fourth one is stairs. We don't realize, but taking the stairs is equal to 100 steps. So take the stairs when you can. Samba, I love that one, because that's when we can dance, you know, even if you're <laughs> Cooking in the kitchen or you're washing dishes, you can still get some movement in awesome. and have fun. Yeah, the stairs one is that's interesting because my office used to be downstairs and I moved it up to upstairs because I wanted more light. Um, but now I make a conscious effort to go downstairs just to do it. And my little trusty watch thingy will tell me how many stairs flights of stairs I'm, I'm walking per day and I said I feel like a good day at least that I've seen has been like five flights of steps I don't know what a good day is or not but five flights of steps to me is a lot um and I've never been able to get to the 10,000 steps in the house <laughs> like when I'm, yeah. when I'm when I'm here doing day stuff when it gets nice outside and be able to walk the trail I can walk mm-hmm. three miles or so I, I got a greater shot at doing it the most I've ever done in the house, Diane, is like 6,000 steps, which is a lot of walking around your house, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's really good. <laughs> so uh, you mentioned portion control. Tell, talk more about that for us. Yeah. yeah. So it's really important that we uh, 
look at how much lean protein we're eating, how much um, healthy vegetables we're eating. Because if we you look at the American diet today, uh, I remember going to this restaurant in Texas and the country fried chicken steak that my husband ordered was the entire size of the plate. Oh my goodness. And portion size, there's just they've gone out of this world. It's crazy. And, you know, a lot of just the, the American diet, they've built in, you know, supersize this and big this. And and we just didn't think about it. But all of that is making us tend to add on weight and more calories and more weight and just not healthy. So, you know, really looking at our portion size is so critical. And, and just even the age thing we talked about, you know, as we get older, limiting the amount of food that we have, but eating regularly throughout the day to keep your body fueled and to keep your glycemic levels um, even throughout the day is so critical and so important too. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard this. This seems to be anecdotal about um, the coronavirus and how it's impacted Americans. And, and we do have a tendency to be more... Um, more obese and overweight, like you were mentioning earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if that plays into it, but I think I've read somewhere that sometimes by having more weight, we might be more susceptible to things like viruses. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, don't know, I don't know if you've heard that science as well. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I mean, the um, it's it, because it lowers your immune system. So on top of that, you're more susceptible to getting some of those viruses. If you have uh, the obesity is, is one of the um, you know, symptoms that, that could really uh, lead to you being more, uh, abil more able to get uh, COVID. Wow. Um, it's... it's that, that one was tough when I heard it because at first I heard it and it was just like somebody was just spouting it off and then I kept hearing it. And sometimes mm -hmm. you keep hearing things and say, well, maybe there's some, validi some validity to that. And um, mm -hmm. and that's that's probably even a more of a reason for us to get healthy as possible. On top of the fact that you can't get stuff done if you're not healthy. <laughs> so that's you, right. You, can't, you, just can't, uh -uh. you just can't do it. <laughs> You can't um, play with your grandkids. You can't run around. Yeah. You just can't do things if you're not healthy. You feel horrible, right? You know, your digestive system doesn't work so fantastic if you got if you're not healthy. I don't know that I don't know if that's something you comment on, but all I know is that when I've changed my diet recently, just the way that I do deal with food and the way I feel internally just feels so much better than it was when I was eating a bunch of other stuff, you know, a bunch mm -hmm. of meat and stuff like that and pork and all those kind of things. Yeah. Food can impact everything about your, how you react to life, you know, your mind, your, your body. Uh, if you think about high saturated fat, the foods can impact even your brain and how you think. Um, so, you know, it can kind of dull the senses. So eating properly is just amazing how much more creative, how much more healthy you are and how much you feel better, look better and just, you know, everything. Your mindset is so much better. Okay. It has a huge impact. That is 
threshold through I've seen some things about how the high fructose that we have and a lot of stuff that we have, mm-hmm. how that has a detrimental effect on our brain patterns. And it mm-hmm. creates so much, almost an, an addictive response, you know, like you would if you were addicted to some kind of drug that if you don't, mm-hmm. your sugar, your body reacts in kind of ways and your mind will react in certain kind of ways as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you take those the donuts or something that's really high sugar, uh, and you know it will actually make you want to eat more. Yeah, because it it gives you that that addictive feeling. Yeah, I read somewhere that the body, and I don't know, you might be able to help with this, that the body processes sugar first, right? So if you've got a bunch of sugar in you all the time, it won't get to the nutritional stuff that you eat you had to eat it'll be uh-huh. trying at the same time creating this chemical reaction telling you you want more sugar as uh-huh. opposed to you ever getting to the nutrients in your body and they may not get they may not be as effective as they can be you're exactly right that's right so it you know, almost creates like a hormone because it wants you to eat more and it gives you more cravings for more food and you might have just gotten finished eating a big huge dinner let's say but then you know how is it that people are Yep. And then they want popcorn or they want something else right immediately because they maybe had the wrong types of food that That's they were eating. That's right. Uh, earlier, while you were talking, I shared something here that you were involved in. Um, and that is this Healthy for Life group on <laughs> Facebook. Can you uh-huh. talk to the audience about that real quick? Yeah, this is... Um, a private Facebook group that we have that really has a lot of healthy tips, resources, and recipes. It's some great recipes about healthy living in terms of our six macro habits that we talk about, which is everything from healthy weight management, healthy eating and hydration, healthy surroundings, healthy sleep, healthy mindset, and healthy um, motion. So, you know, we, we cover all of those in this um, Facebook page. So if you're interested, let me know. Just ping me on um, Facebook or LinkedIn, I'm Diane Nix, and I'd be glad to um, invite you to that Facebook group. That is awesome. All those things you just said are like their own podcast. <laughs> like all six of those things. <laughs> Like the, the healthy environment, and I was like, like I, as I was hearing you share those, I was like, oh my gosh, those are their own stories in everybody's life that's out there. So uh, you've shared some amazing things today. I think that personally, this conversation is going for hours and hours and hours because there's so much that we all need to learn about how to be healthy mentally, mentally and physically. So it's been phenomenal to have you. Um, do you have any insights that you want to share with the audience there? Keep in mind that our audience, we've been, we're getting close to two years with the Creativity Cocktail, and our audience is all over the planet Earth. And so we've got people as far away as India and China who listen to our podcast. So what, is there anything you want to incite or impart to our team, uh, our audience today about, hey, how do you keep healthy? How do you keep yourself right? How do you keep going? What do you start with if you haven't started? What are, what are some of the thoughts there around that for us? I think starting small, I mean, and, but, but start and get it, get into action. Think about, I mean, and I, one of the exercises that I love to do is take dream just a little bit. It's January 1st, 2022. What is the one thing you did this year 
to be more healthy. What is the one thing you did this year to have better finances? What is the one thing you did this year to um, get more exercise in and to create a healthier mindset? You know, just dreaming and thinking about, you know, what, what, what was this year? And then you can kind of, you, you've kind of built that vision and you can be inspired to make it happen and take some action. That is awesome. Uh, everyone has a vision in their life, or they should. Because if you don't have a vision, like you just described, the world will make one for you. There'll be other people who will dictate your own vision in your own life. If you don't do what you just described there and say, this is what I want January 2022 to look like. If you don't do that, somebody's going to do it for you. Mm -hmm. And my view, and this is Winston's philosophical musings, is that we live in a great time in the world. Pandemic is horrible, but we live in the greatest country that's ever been created in the history of mankind. A country where you and I can get up tomorrow and go, you know, we don't want to do any of the stuff we did yesterday. <laughs> we want to totally do something else and just start doing it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. In the history of humankind, if people did that in 500 years ago, it would be off with their heads. <laughs> <I don't>, <laughs> <laughs> they, they couldn't just do it that way. And so that is incumbent on everybody who's listening to us talk today that they should live the life that they want. Your time mm -hmm. is your life. Yeah, so. just like you say in uh, in your website, yeah. you know, are you excited about the future because you are the masterpiece. You paint the masterpiece of your life. That's right, yeah. God has made us all as masterpieces, right? Mm -hmm. But what he also told us is that keep painting, keep putting brush, brush strokes on that masterpiece. Every I love it. Day. Because I created you to continue to create, to, to create beauty of what I've created. And part of those masterpieces and those brush strokes is spending time and helping other people. Mm -hmm. Part of that is that. Um, mm -hmm. And not taking, but giving yourself. So this has been phenomenal. You are wonderful, Diane. I'm so thankful to you for joining us at the Creativity Cocktail. I know when I first reached out to you and I said, Diane, you would be awesome on it. You were like, Winston, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so honored. Thank you. <laughs> so great. Is there any way you mentioned about the Facebook group as far as a way to contact you? Is there anything else the audience should look at as far as if they want to reach out to you or connect with you? Well, it's really just Diane Nix on LinkedIn or Facebook. I also offer a free healthy tips newsletter that I'd love to send to you if you're interested. And um, I've got a lot of options. I mean, healthy body, healthy mind, healthy finances. If that's something on your on your mind for 2021, I'd love to do have a personalized health assessment with you in a 30 minute call. So it's just that simple. That's, that's awesome. For everyone that's out there, please. You want, you, I, I am imploring you that if you want to have any of those things in your life changes, that you spend some time, you reach out to Diane. It's been so amazing to have you. Creativity Cocktail is on. We, every time we talk to a guest, we just go one more level. And you've helped us with that today. So this has been awesome. I will ask you, I hope that at some point in the future, you would love to or you would be okay with coming back and sharing mm -hmm. more with our audience. We'd love to have you in the future. 
come back. Absolutely. It's been an honor. This has been so much fun. Thanks, Winston. And for those of you who are out there, those of you who joined our our, uh, YouTube session today, hopefully you had a lot of fun. But for those of you who have seen this on Apple and Spotify and all the other good platforms, please make sure you subscribe. That helps us to make sure that more people get to hear the Creativity Cocktail, which is phenomenal. And also, it allows us to know what's on your mind. So what are your creative thoughts for this year? What are you up to? What's the next thing that you're writing in your masterpiece? What's the next thing that you're doing in order to be awesome? So, Diane, have a great day. Everybody else out there, make sure that you continue to paint your brushstroke. And your time is your life. Take care. Thank you.